Welcome back to the NFL from Across the Pond podcast. It's me, Dave, your host, joined again by Brett War. Hello. Uh, after my solo effort last week that may or may not have sound. Some of you may have heard it, and if you didn't, uh, I got everything right, and uh, nobody can refute that claim. Uh, before we get into our usual, I've just got a very quick message for a friend of the show. Uh, yeah, since Falcons are rubbish and I'm a Red Sox fan, uh, this is now a baseball podcast. Go Sox! Um, yeah, there you go. Just a quick message for any Yankees fans who've now smashed up their phones and switched off. Never mind. Um, before we get into week five quick hits, just a quick roundup of our pick scores. Mainly because I'm winning. If I was losing, I, yeah, just wouldn't want, that, I just wouldn't want to talk about it. Uh, so I'm on 49. Down's on 47, and you're on 43. Not so great. No. I had a shocking week last week. Uh, I actually had a really good lot week last week. You did. Uh, there were some un- unexpected results, I'd say. So. You guessed right. Yeah. So it's not guessing, calculating. No, it's it? guessing. Okay, let's get into week five quick hits, starting with kickers. You have one job to do. All you've got to do is kick the ball through the uprights. There, it's been going on all season long. Last week, Mason Crosby's been around a long time. He's been really good for a long time. He missed five kicks. Um, there was four extra points missed. Here's a list of kickers who missed or had a field goal block last week. Crosby, Prater, Bullock, Santos, Vinatieri and Tucker. And there's some big names in there as well. I know. It, it seems to be every game has got some. But also, I noticed... Uh, Punts. People seem to be blocking punts more than I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's everyone if, in our game. If the rules are changed, but they, they seem to be getting to the the kicker so fast. Uh, yeah. So it's not just the Browns that can't can't kick. It's uh, <laughs> apparently not not very many. Um, the Chiefs and the Rams remain unbeaten, both five and zero. Oh. Jay Ajayi on IR with a torn ACL. Done for the season. Yeah. Uh, Blake Balls wins the INT throwing contest with four interceptions last week. Guess how many interceptions thrown in all of the games last week? Ooh. Um, 15. 32. What? 32 interceptions were thrown in week five. That's a terrible That's a lot. <laughs> awesome, amazing defensive play. Uh, Depending on how you look at it. And uh, some guy called Drew Brees broke broke a record whatever. I didn't notice yeah. apparently there was some parade through the middle of the game oh, the city okay. went on lockdown Brilliant. and everybody had a nap and a cup of tea and uh, some, they all got yeah. back to the game afterwards didn't they some bloke it was, there was a thing on Twitter some bloke was crying the Saints fan was crying oh, get like I was just like fuck off like what is wrong with you um, but then yeah so the officials shook the hand went yeah here you go. Respect, a, respect to him. I mean, he's, a, he's an incredible player and athlete and it's remarkable the longevity of his career. It's difficult to be nice about him because he plays like, for the Saints, yeah. frankly. But, Saints know. fans don't listen anymore. No, right? that's true. After the first got, three we've minutes. We've got no of Yankees the fans <laughs> yeah. and now we've got no Saints fans. Brilliant. Okay, um, see if we can really reduce this down. Uh, so, great Peyton's, Peyton Manning's record. Uh, passing yards, he's now on 72,103 and counting, obviously. Uh, let's get on to week six games. Um, we'll start with the, the two and two Bucks at the <coughs> one and four, <coughs> one and four Falcons. Um, this is basically the crap defense bowl. Falcons 32nd, that's dead last in points given up. Tampa 29th. Uh, might want to take the over on points scored in this. Uh, Bucks coming off a bye, but Jameis Winston uh, is back at quarterback. Uh, Fitz Magic is over. Um, Bucks have lost two after a last. They've lost their last two after a hot start. And Atlanta just a horror show in Pittsburgh last week. All three phases: offense, defense, special team had a pump blocked, uh, as we've touched on. Um, what you got? Well, I. I was watching in despair as the Falcons' defence seemed to go back to not being able to tackle, which... The, yeah, that the, was a... That the was yards a nice. after first contact 
was a disgrace. And you know, it wasn't even in the open field as, as well. No, Half it was no, on the line. We had contact on the line. You like you stuffed the guy for like a yard. Yeah, so they get six or seven yards. Yeah, it's just like fell on? forward for five yards. It's, it's just like. It, but it, it, it's fundamentals like that that are. That's not um, down to people being injured. No, that's just, that's just bad poor play. You yeah. shouldn't be in the NFL if you. You shouldn't be a defensive player in the NFL if you can't tackle. You know, you shouldn't. Yes, there are going to be better players in every position. You know, in, in this in this league, but to not be able to tackle once you once you've got got someone to be able to wrap them up and stop the play. That is the basics. And they're just not doing it. And I thought we kind of got over it. Uh, we had a bad, yeah, had a bad week, and then yeah. had a really good week. And I thought, okay, maybe they've organised themselves, got it together. And then this was just horrendous. And and it made it look um, like the like the Steelers were better than they were. And don't get me wrong, the Steelers had a good game. They did well. They took advantage of what was a terrible defensive show. But then what we had been doing well was scoring points, but. In my view, the offensive line didn't do enough to protect Ryan. He he barely had any time. And maybe that's a little bit on the Steelers. Maybe they were putting pressure or applying pressure in the right way. But at the same time, you've got to give him enough. If if they're getting pressure consistently, which they were, you've got to adjust your your formation and your play calling. If you can't block with what you have, you've got to go with two tight ends just to give Ryan extra time. And you've just got to shorten up the passing game, or you've got to go play action or something. But it was just like, here they come again, and here they come again, and here they come yeah. again. And it's just like, we can't just block. Nobody can block anyone. And it was it was remarkable. I mean, did, did Brian get sacked four times, I think it was? Uh, I think it was six. Was it six? It? I mean, he had, by all accounts, he had an x-ray after the game, because they were concerned that he'd... Properly hurt himself. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think he sh- he didn't show up in the injury report. So. No, I mean they ended up being all clear, but he was obviously suffering from from one or more of those sacks enough that they felt need to X-ray him. But it it was just you could kind of we kind of become accepting of the fact that the defense is knackered and maybe just doesn't have the talent this year with all the injuries we've got. But for the offense to then regress is really frustrating because um, at least you've got a feeling like well if we can in a shootout we might win a game and it's a coincidence that the two worst performances by our offence this year I mean yes they've both been on the road in tough situations but Freeman they're the only two games he's played yeah no, I, th- I think there was one runner that from from memory that he got he got some really positive yards and it, he sort of broke through and you saw Freeman you saw that that glimpse but otherwise he's getting stuffed quite quickly it's like he's not he's not taking that previously where he managed to make a big difference was he was quite patient the gap would open up for him so either the gaps aren't being opened up for him and he's just running you know and he's not able to but Coleman's been but Coleman's been He's running. He's a different. Yeah, but he's been maybe getting, more effective. Yeah. if the offensive line's not going to be as and good. I, I wonder about Sarkeesian's play calling becomes a bit more predictable with Freeman in there. But I don't yeah. know. Well, I, I guess we'll wait and see. But I'm not sure whether Sarkeesian's play calling becomes predictable because one minute you think maybe at home it'll be yeah. on a fa- on a faster surface. That turf last week was. A bit mashed up. Um, okay, the notable injuries: Grady Jarrett uh, and Freeman back on the injury report. Um, with, is he going to play? Uh, I need to adjust my fantasy team if he isn't. Contusion. <laughs> uh, we don't know. And Sanu was limited. Uh, OJ Howard tight end is the notable uh, injury where he was limited as well for Tampa. So. Uh, I just can't pick the Falcons because their defense just—I just don't trust them to make a stop at any point. No, and they clearly don't. That said, the Bucks got stuffed by the Bears in their last out in forty-eight-ten. The Bears are good at the moment, but they're not. I'm not. Trubisky's not six touchdowns a game good. So yeah, but so, so it's the crap defense, Bo, who has the yeah. ball last. In, in, the, in this situation, I fancy us to score more points. Rather than stop more points, if that makes sense. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to pick Tampa, and hopefully I'll be wrong. <laughs> Me, I hope you're wrong. Uh, okay, let's go on to the 
two, two and one Steelers at the four and one Bengals. Um, the Bengals are two and zero at home. Andy Dalton, good numbers, twelve TD passes. Uh, AJ Green has five touchdowns. Big Ben has eleven touchdowns for the season. Steelers, obviously, as we just touched on, had a good outing last week. Trounced Atlanta, forty-one seventeen. Um, a better showing from both defenses last week as they both struggled, especially Pittsburgh. Um, but both offer it's another offense game. Bengals third in points scored and the Steelers are fourth. Um, but when you flip it over, Steelers thirtieth in yards given up and Bengals twenty-six, which is surprising because the the strength of the Bengals is supposed to be their defense. Um, Bengals four and one, but. I'm still not fooled by it. Well, I mean, the Bengals, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and that Andy Dalton's looking more like Andy Dalton from two years ago, which a lot of people were saying was maybe a freak year for him because he'd been Joe Average pretty much his whole career to that point, and then he had a, a sort of breakout year and then regressed. So it feels like with the right surrounding talent, and he he's capable of being a, you know, a, a a difference-making quarterback, and he certainly seems to be be making some big plays, which is which is good to watch. Um, I would, I, I'm a little bit um, worried that at some point it's all going to come crashing down, though, um, which is probably where your mind is, which is why you're worried, not buying into it. I think it's the quality of wins, though. You have to look. Oh, you can only beat who you're against, but the quality of wins. Uh, oh, yeah, they beat Atlanta, and you could say you, you can flip that either way you want. But the defense, the Falcons' defense is just so bad; they just outscored Atlanta. And, and maybe, maybe the Falcons didn't deserve it. But on that last possession where the Bengals went down, and scored. If the officials had called the right calls, they wouldn't have done that. They were down seventeen at home to Miami. Okay, you can then flip that and say. They came back and won, and it, it's not like they came back and won with a last-second field goal. They won fairly comfortably in the end. Uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I mean, I don't I'm, think they're good enough to to, to just keep winning. No, um, I mean, I think this is the division game. Four and one might flatter them, but I think you know they. Andy Dalton's playing well, which makes them a better team than when he's not. Um, I good, think, good receivers. Yeah, and you know, AJ Green seems to be on fire, but I think it's that partnership, the chemistry between him and Dalton when he's firing that gives them um, gives them enough to beat a lot of teams. I think the Steelers, it's difficult to know because they've been a little bit up and down. You know, Drew with the Browns and then two and two. For, so it's... I, I mean, I, I'm going with the, the Bengals, even though I wouldn't be at all surprised to find them wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going with Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh in this one. Um, notable injuries: Giovanni Bernard. Um, I think he's out. I think they've said he's out. But uh, Mixon's back, so they'll they're still be okay in the run game. But um, I'm picking the Steelers. Um, with what you just said there, like where you pick, where you pick a team, you go. I wouldn't be at all surprised if. When I was going through this, there's just so many of yeah, them this week. And it sounds just like a stupid thing to say, but it just feels like, oh, I'm going to pick them, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if it just went the other way. No. Uh, this might be one of them. It's the um, three and two Chargers out of the two, two and one Browns. Uh, I feel like I keep saying the same thing every week. Browns could be, could be five and oh, which, mm. I mean, think about that for a second. They, they could legitimately, legitimately beat five and oh. Uh, Rivers having a, under the radar sort of sneaky good yeah MVP type year uh, 1495 yards three TDs and only two INTs with 116.4 quarterback rating uh, in for Cleveland in the run game Hyde has better numbers um, than Melvin Gordon does which is a surprise um, but the Chargers defence stepped up last week after some poor showings. Uh, they're missing Bosa, but they had three sacks last week, one interception and a forced fumble. Um, as we touched on at the beginning, both teams have kicking issues. Um, but definitely, I think both teams might have missed field goals last week. Um, which, which one... This comes down to, like, which one do you trust? Like, Because although the Chargers have got a lot of talent... We, we like to say the same thing every year Everybody after year been, after yeah. year, and it's just like, 
at the end the end of the day I just don't trust them but then, then that is the problem I think you've got two teams here that have repeatedly for a long long time failed to live up to to the billing or the expectation that people put on them now in fairness the Browns after the big first three or four games of most seasons do live up to the expectations everyone gives them because everyone gives them no chance of winning any games and so they so absolutely they follow through <laughs> but the Chargers have got a lot of talent and it's, it feels like it's been a couple of years of, of everyone saying oh, you know, this year the Chargers are going to be the team they're going to break out and then they kind of don't they well, don't they've got together. a winning record yeah. which is unusual for them at this stage yeah. of the season they're normally like one four. Yeah, but it, it's an odd one because they'll, you know, they're they're kind of winning games that you're not expecting them to. Well, and, they've uh, lo- they the two losses are against Rams and Chiefs, so that's not terrible, I suppose, in hindsight when you look at the records. Um, but I think I, I I think the Chargers have have got enough here. I mean, Rivers, like you like you made the point. He's having a, a great season so far. Um, he, um, if he carries on that way, then they're a difficult team to stop scoring. Um, I think that the Browns will be in every game, though. They've shown over the first five games that they are going to compete, which means they'll win games. You know, it's it's and it's going to be difficult to predict which ones because I think we're probably just going to find that there'll be certain. Offenses that they match up a little bit better to, and it, you know, until depending on the scheme that's going, the offense is going that day, it'll be difficult to tell how it's going to go. But I think, I think the Chargers are going to take this. But one, one you wouldn't be shocked. No, if no, they, uh, I think it'll be fairly close. Though I think that's the you know, I think it'll be fairly close. Because I just think the Browns are going to be in most games this year. Uh, yeah, I'm also picking the Chargers. Um, just uh, it's almost like the Browns might actually be favourites for the game, and how do they? Uh, you know, it's like they're not expected to win any, any games because of, because of what they've done over the last few years, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, actually, yeah, you're at home, like you should win this game. Yeah. Okay, uh, so how, how do they handle that sort? So that is the that's the test for the Browns now, because typically when you're running down the the the, the list of of games, and you're doing your picks. You'll look at it and you'll go. You're almost, if it's too close to call, you you go with the home team because you know it's it, it does give an advantage. But we've been so long that as you go down the list, you automatically pick whoever is playing against the Browns, regardless. And um, that now it's not just enough for them to be in games and win stuff. They've got to start showing that they're good enough that. That we start leaning to favouring them when they're at home could be a tie. I might go for the tie. <laughs> well, how many, te- te- how many teams have had more than one tie? They, Browns they almost tied season. last week. Yeah. They almost tied. They, I don't know what it is about Browns kickers, but even the field goal to win it was horrible, and how it went over, I, I, I had no idea. It looked like I was like, oh, that's tipped. It wasn't. It was. It was clean. It just. It was just horrible. It, it was just the guy that horrible. Box took in the second round, or, or however high up it was. Uh, wasn't that? Was that Santos? No. Uh, it was a year two. two oh, it wasn't ago. Santos. He was with the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I know. You mean. But he's but not got a job yeah. at the moment. Go and get him. I mean, he's, but he's he's uh, you know obviously he didn't do a great job for them. But I think they just piled way too much pressure on him by picking him so high. No one was going to pick a kicker at that high. But. You know, he has, he's out of a job at the moment, and he had an almost perfect record in college. So it's like, just there's other kickers. There's there's kickers out there, yeah. but it seems like both these teams. It seems like the Chargers miss a field goal every week, uh, but uh, Caleb Sturgis was limited, so maybe he's not going to play, and they'll get they'll get the ex Bucks kicker. And <laughs> <laughs> if it comes down to field goals, I'm telling you, no one's going to win. Uh, the Chargers have. Three O linemen limited this week as well, um, but I'm just going to pick the Chargers. Yeah, um, I'm picking the Chargers. I'm still a little bit torn as to whether to put Mayfield in on my fantasy team as well. I've got him on the bench. It's like I've got Luck and Cousins currently in place. So uh, I don't like Luck much. Well, um, we'll see. Uh, I've okay, got 24 hours to decide. 
We are on to the three and one Bears, surprising three and one Bears at the three and two Dolphins. Uh, Bears coming off a bye, but we had the Mitch Trubisky coming out party versus the Bucks, as we said, six TDs. Um, Khalil Mack, uh, Raiders fans, switch off now. He's dominating. First player since 2005 to have a sack and a forced fumble in the first four games of the season since uh, the Colts' Robert Mathis did it. Uh, for the Dolphins, they were 3-0 and uh, lost the last two. Blew a 17-point lead in Cincinnati, lost 27-17. Uh, three turnovers for Ryan Tannehill. Looks like the old Ryan Tannehill is back. Um, Bears' defense, really good. Second in yards and points given up, uh, although they have played a game less than most. Um, I mean, the, the um, it looked so much like Miami just imploded. It's like it was almost like they weren't sure what to do after they had such a comfortable lead. They got into the, I think it was into the beginning of the fourth quarter. It was seventeen six. But you can't turn the ball. You can't just keep turning the ball. No, and I think that was keep but, giving it. To yeah, them. and that that was especially the on the road. The, the, the they were giving the ball away to. A, you know, quality team like the Bengals in such good field position. I mean, didn't they run in? A, didn't the Bengals actually ground the ball in the end zone for one of the touchdowns? Like the, there was a fumble. It was just a complete clarity. I mean, the Dolphins are all over the shop um, in the final quarter of that game when they should have been closing it out. They kind of fell to pieces and gifted it to the Bengals. So I mean, as you going back to your point on the Bengals, you know maybe they shouldn't maybe form on Flatterson, but they took advantage of a team that maybe got complacent in that game um, and bullied them into submission. And I think that is that's a weakness of the Dolphins if they're um, if they if they can't play the full sixty minutes again when they were three and zero, it's like I'm just not fooled. Uh, and again, it yeah. comes down to quality of wins. All right, they beat the Titans, who you know, the Titans are okay. But that first game, that first week was like that seven-hour game, mm-hmm. where I mean, that's just weird. Uh, and yeah. then who did they beat? The Raiders, and then they beat the Jets, who not been there. Yeah, <laughs> they they either win or they're just bloody awful. Mm. Uh, then they got trounced in New England, um, which I kind of saw coming. And then obviously last week, so. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like in love with the Bears at all, um, but their defense is good and their offense is is good enough. Yeah, I so think, I think that is it. I think that's exactly how this is going to go. Um, so yeah, I'm picking the Bears on the road. Me too. Okay, we're on to one that nearly didn't make the grade. Um, the one and four cards at the two two and one Vikings. Uh, Cardinals get their first win, a twenty eight eighteen victory in San Francisco. Uh, and the Vikings last week get some sort of revenge by winning in Philly after the NFC Championship game uh, defeat last year. Uh, defensively, much improved performance from the Vikings last week. Um, they will be keen to avoid another letdown at home uh, against inferior opposition after that weird game against the Bills a couple of weeks ago. But Cousins putting up good numbers. 11 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, uh, 1,688 yards. Uh, Arizona are 24th in total defence, so you look at them numbers and you, you expect Cousins to have a big day. Yeah, and I think um, you know, it's good that... Uh, um it's good for the for the Vikings that the Cousins is is picked up where he left off um, in Washington last year. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know he slotted in so well. We mentioned this after the first couple of weeks, and you were kind of hoping it wasn't just a, a flash in the pan, maybe just a bit lucky. But he, you know, he's he's playing well and seems to have got to grips with the offense quickly. Um, I would. I'm, you know, I'm not convinced yet about Josh Rosen. Um, he's of the new quarterbacks. He seems to be the new, um, the new class. He seems to be the one that's sort of struggling. But it, 
it's difficult to know whether on a that's his team. fault awful, or just, awful he, just he's, he's going to spend the season getting punished and it'll be, let's hope he learns enough out of this season. Yeah, he's done okay. Uh, they've had a lot of drops, Cardinals, especially not last week, the week before, which, which hurt his numbers a little bit. But yeah, Rosen against this defence, if it, if it plays even like it played last week, then I think he's going to struggle. Yeah, I mean, David Johnson, I mean, last week, 55 yards... He got two touchdowns, but I think it's that, weird that but, they just can't get him going. Yeah, like, they're just not. I, they need. I mean, I with, with a rookie quarterback who's not maybe setting it alight, you need more from the running game. Well, give think, him a give him a chance. Give it. Make it feel a little bit more like he might not be going to throw it every time. And I think they're they they're not they're not doing that well. They're not giving him the best chance to be successful. But maybe they just don't have the options um, and. Uh, um, you know, I think it's, they, they're going to struggle all, all year long if they're, if they're not careful. Um, although the um, the, the, the Cardinals defense did get four sacks, which is um, I think that was more down. Forty Nines had a lot of injuries on their own line last week. Um, a couple of notable injuries this week. Uh, Everson Griffin's still out um, with personal issues. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald questionable. And Dalvin Cook. Was close last week, so he's listed as questionable this week. But there was a lot of names on the injury report for Arizona. Um, I just don't see them. I, I just don't see any scenario really, unless I, I think the the Vikings have had the letdown against the Bills, and yeah, um, maybe a week I don't think I don't think Zimmer's going to let that happen again. So no. yeah, I think this is an easy easy pick. I'm picking the Vikings, and me too. Okay, we're on to the London game. Uh, which is the two and three Seahawks uh, at the the Raiders? It's officially a Raiders home game. The Raiders one and four. Uh, this game has moved to Wembley after Spurs were very Spursy and they couldn't finish their stadium. Um, so this has moved to Wembley. Uh, the Raiders. Hang on a minute. Are we just now alienated all Spurs fans as yes. well. Excellent. So, uh, Excellent. Numbers are dropping so as if, the podcast if, goes if on. The listeners yeah, are reducing. So, if you if you're like a Spurs, a Yankees, and a Saints fan, like yeah, yeah just You're just gone. yeah, they're not even listening anymore. Um, third time in London for the Raiders. Uh, they're here in 2014, 2017. Uh, they travel well. The Black Hole. I remember seeing seeing them around 2014. There was a lot of them. Um, don't really run into too many Seattle fans. Uh, no. Even when they were dominant and they went to two Super Bowls, just didn't really see any. Um, Raiders are one of the better supported teams, I think, in the UK, which I think goes back to goes back to the eighties. Um, so they'll have they are at home, so they, I think they they might have some advantage there, um, being at home on the road, so to speak. Um, Seattle ran the Rams close last week, cost me money because the Rams didn't cover thirty three thirty one. The defense is still good despite. Like the Legion of Boom is no more. El Thomas is gone. Cam Chancellor is the only one left, but they're ninth in points allowed. And Derek Carr, hundred, uh, excuse me, one thousand six hundred forty-one yards, but he has seven TDs and eight interceptions on the season. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what happens when you don't really have surrounding talent. I think they got the, uh, like they got George Nelson, but Amari, they don't Coop, Amari be... Cooper. But just like I remember that week, one was like Amari Cooper's better than Julio Jones. Like what? Well, yeah, <laughs> like just go away. Uh, yeah, yeah, like for one week he was. Yeah, um, just because they're both went to Alabama, and also, and also because in week one we didn't target Julio Jones at all. But I think I think there is. I mean, the Seahawks for me there was a bit of bit of nervousness at the, at the start of the season where you know everyone was like. What is this Seahawks team going to be? Because you know, the, the, as you mentioned, the Legion of Boom is kind of no more, and um, Pete Carroll seems to have to be rebuilding um, a team, but in a place where they kind of expect some level of success. You can't just have a write-off year. Um, and I felt last week watching that they're kind of. They're kind of getting back on. They're getting they, started the wheels back to, they started to get a running game, which they haven't had since Marshall Lynch yeah. left town. Uh, so yeah. that's going to help. So it's not. It's not. What was the stat at the start of the season? Russell Wilson, like close to eight percent. 
yeah, all their offense is, yeah. is Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, I mean, he got he threw three touchdowns last week, and he got hit a few times as well. He got sort of wrapped up quite a lot, so he didn't get the protection maybe he would like. Yeah, their line's not really good. Um, and I think, but I think it is. They are looking like a better, a, a more balanced, better team, despite losing last week to what is a very good Rams team. So there's no shame in that in, in that defeat. Um, which and you know the Raiders again, Carr had virtually no protection. He was just getting the pressure on him the whole time. He looks um, confused at times. Yeah, and I, but I, I don't I, know if it's like just a new system and new terminology. And I mean, I don't, I, I don't think. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Um, I think, given he's, he's racking up the yards, it's like it's almost like they can get between the twenty fives, and then mm. what happens then? Yeah, and I, I just think he he's he's going to struggle if if he doesn't get better protection. Which you could say that about pretty much every quarterback, you know, because he's not as mobile. He's not he's not like Cam Newton or Mahomes, or he's not going to suddenly take off, is he? So not in the same way. So I think. He needs better protection to, to make a difference. That's not going to happen this week. The Seahawks have got this for me, and I don't think it'll be close. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm picking Seattle. One thing about um, one thing about Wembley is it's not a quick field. It's not where you watched the where we watched the Falcons game last week on that field in Pittsburgh, and it's just like the, my one thought was. That field will slow down a fast offense, which is what the Falcons have. Don't really think it affects this game too much. I wouldn't say either team had a particularly fast offense. If it's going to slow anyone down, it might be Russell Wilson when he's running around. But um, it's yeah, it's just a slow a slow field as such. Um, but I am going to take Seattle as well. One notable injury: linebacker KJ Wright is out. Um, Quick one for you. Over or under one red zone interception for Derek Carr this week? Um, over. Over? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm picking Seattle. Uh, okay, we're on to another one of those games which uh, you're going to pick a team and go, yeah, but I wouldn't be totally shocked if it went the other way. It's the 3-1 and one Panthers at the 2-2 two and two Redskins. Panthers squeaked out a win at home to the lowly Giants on a last-second 63-yard field goal, so somebody can kick because that tied an NFL record for the longest field goal. Uh, the Redskins back down to earth with a bump, 43-19 loss in New Orleans um, after a bye. Uh, they do still top the NFC East um, with the 2-2 two two record. Uh, your boy Adrian Peterson has dislocated shoulder. Uh, I don't think he's on IR yet, but uh, he's not going to play this week. Uh, the Panthers' supposed great defense gave up 31 points to the Giants, uh, including what was it, a 51-yard pass from, <laughs> from yeah. Odell Beckham? Uh, we could probably throw it further than Eli, but um, the Giants That's possibly have the worst offensive line in football, and and that Panthers front seven only got to Eli once. Uh, Cam two INTs last week which is probably what kept the Giants around. Um, there are some notable injuries, but not so much injuries, but people coming back. Greg Olson could be back this week. Thomas Davis is back from suspension. And Ryan Khalil could be back for the Panthers as well. That's three huge names for them. Uh, on the flip side, uh, Redskins receivers Crowder and Richardson are limited. Hmm. Tough well, one. I think it's a tough one. Um it definitely could go either way, as you say, and uh, I think that um, the Panthers are another team where I'm just not impressed with their record. Yeah, it all, but it also depends on, in some ways, which Cam Newton turns up. I mean, he he was yeah, intercepted twice, um, but he threw two touchdowns, and there was a couple of passes he made during that game that that were that were brilliant. And he's not exactly heralded for. For his passing, it's more for his feet. So it's um, it's it's one of those. If he if it's coming out of his hand well, then he's got he's got both weapons that he can hit you with. But if he's having one of his bad days, then you know he, they could lose to anyone almost because um, they become a bit predictable. I mean, Christian McCaffrey um, had a touchdown reception. Um, 
58 yards though, so he didn't really get he's, much he's, going. Yeah, he's, not, he doing it, he's not doing it so much in the run game, but it's, it's in the receiving um, those little dump-offs. Yeah. Uh, kind of a little bit like Kamara. Um, not as yeah. good, but they're a sim- similar, uh, similar situation. Yeah. Um, Redskins before the bye and then before they got trounced in New Orleans did uh, lead the league in defence. Um, but they had played the... Um, Sorry, that was on their bye week, so they had played a game less, but um, they gave up 43 last week, so... Um, Probably not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, Alex Smith still doing a, a pretty good job. Uh, 275 yards, one reception. Uh, got a rushing touchdown for himself as well. Um, but their running game, generally speaking, uh, they scored two touchdowns, and that was it. There was virtually no other yardage. Uh, um, yeah, so it, which P- just P- makes you Peterson's out. Crowd on Richard Limited. They could just be missing a little bit too much on offense. Yeah, I mean they they, they could find themselves running into you know if the Panthers' defense does turn up, they could uh, they could find themselves running into brick walls. So I think um, that said. I did pick the Redskins. <laughs> you changed your mind. I kind of may have talked myself out of it, but uh, I've gone with it now. I'm sticking with uh, it. I picked the Panthers, so I, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they laid an egg, mm. um, but uh, I'm going to stick with the pick. Uh, on to the next one, which is the 5-0 and Rams at the 2-3 and Denver Broncos. Uh, Rams, offence, offence, offence Goff leads the league in pass yards Second in quarterback rating And third in passing touchdowns Gurley, first in rush yards and uh, Sorry, first in rushing touchdowns And second in rush yards um, It's just all about the offence uh, For the Broncos Case Keenum, not so impressive Five touchdowns and seven interceptions On the year um, They need running back Royce Freeman to to get going, but he does average 5.1 yards a carry, which is impressive um, for a team that has struggled. Tough to play in Denver, though. Yeah, and I think um, that, you know, like you said, I mean, Keenum, it's, it doesn't look, you know, the total stats don't necessarily look brilliant, but last week was it 377 yards, two touchdowns, one inception. The inception was in the red zone, and uh, it was... It was quite funny because the guy ran it back. It would have been the long. It was the longest yeah. ever return without a touchdown. He ran it back from five yards deep in the end zone. He got to he got tackled at the one. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, like it was just the 100, slowest. One hundred and four yards. It was return like the, sl- the slowest thing ever, which was quite <laughs> amusing. But uh, yeah, Broncos lost um, to the Jets last week. Yeah, which, I mean, um, isn't great, but uh, they're pretty good at home. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the records um, and you see what the Rams are doing so far, it kind of makes you feel like, well, the Rams should, should get this, whatever. But I think it'll probably end up being much closer than that. I mean, I'm I'm still going with the Rams um, just because I, I like to back off things because it's more fun. Um, however... Rams' defence is, is improving as well. They, they added a lot to it, so it's taking a little bit of time to gel. Um, but is, it is getting a little bit better week by week. Um, there are some notable injuries, though, uh, and they come on the offence. Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks are in concussion protocol, but McVeigh seems to think Cooks might make it. Uh, but the league doesn't mess about with this sort of stuff, so both of them could be out. Uh, Brandon Marshall's limited for for Denver, but I think they expect him to play. Uh, even with that, um, just think the scheme, the system, still got Gurley. Um, yeah. I, ju- I, d- I just don't see Rams. I don't see. Don't see him losing. Not no, this. I agree. So both going with the Rams. Yeah. Again, I think it could be close. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to take the round. Just looking at the records, and you know, if you look at some of the figures, you would probably think it should be a comfortable win for the round, but I'm not sure it's going to be that. I think it might be. Broncos need to, get, need to get some pressure off the edge, which they didn't do last week. Uh, okay, we're on to the crap offense bowl. We've had the crap defense bowl, now we're on to the crap offense bowl. 3 and 2 Jags at the 2 and 3 Cowboys. Um, Cowboys, in the five main offensive stats, the highest they rank in any of them five is 28th. 
Uh, I think it's 28, 29, 30th, 30th, 30th. Um, Blake Bortles, eight touchdowns and seven interceptions. And Four of them come in last week. Yeah. Uh, and Dak Prescott, a whopping five touchdowns and four interceptions. I mean, that's just pathetic. Um, there's Jags have a problem with, with injuries for their running backs. Uh, Fournette is out. Um, they're working out running backs this week, including Jamal Charles. I didn't have an update on that, whether they actually signed him. Uh, although, if they did, the chance of him playing this week might, might be slim. Um, but both defences, um, we expected the Jags' defence to be good. Um, perhaps didn't expect Dallas to be as good as it is. Um, Dallas, their defence is keeping them in games. Despite their horrible offence, they're just not getting blown out. And how they've even won two games, I'll never know. Uh, the Jags are third in points allowed. Um, despite giving up 30 last week, uh, Dallas seventh in points allowed. That's, you know, they, I think, yeah, Dallas have ended up with a better defense than most people are expecting coming into this this year. Although a much worse offense than people were hoping for. I think maybe looking at the players that they've got on the roster, maybe that's not such a surprise. But I think people kind of just expect a little bit more. Um, you know, when you've got the, the nucleus of what should be or the backbone of what should be a... they still um, got that really good offensive line. Prescott. Yeah, you've got Prescott, you've got Elliott. You, um, they probably need a... They need some receivers. They need some receiver, receivers. Yeah. Um, and you don't, like, Witten... You, you, guys like Jason Witten just don't come around all the time. So saying, oh, they didn't replace Witten, like, just, it just doesn't happen. Um, but even if you can't replace Witten... As a tight end, you need to replace him by getting another wide receiver who can catch the ball. Uh, and they haven't done that. Um, Elliott leads the, the NFL in, in rush yards, uh, 480, but he only has two touchdowns. Yeah, and he only got 54 yards last week, which means he got most of his yards in the previous weeks. So he must have been averaging about 100 a game before last week, which is impressive. Um but then they're not scoring many touchdowns anyway, the Cowboys. Um, so yeah, I mean... Um, is it a bit it's predictable gonna come down, in the, it's in gonna the red come, zone? It's going to come down to defence. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Jags... I, I have more faith in the Jags' defence scoring points... Than anybody than, else. Than pretty much anyone else <laughs> in this game, to be honest. Um, but the, I mean, they, they've not done it quite as effectively this year so far as they did at phases last year. But they've still got that whole group there, and I think you know, especially with a bad offense, this I think they a, could just could take be a, it. This could be a nine-six yeah. game. You could you could see the Jags' defense scoring quite a few points though. Don't, or don't order the, the DVD of this one. No, probably best not to. Um, some notable injuries, as I said, Fournette out, uh, Sean Lee and Demarcus Lawrence on that Cowboys D did not practice, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I can't pick a team that has an offence that bad. No, it's got to be the Jags. Yeah, I'm going to pick Jacksonville in a in a nine six thriller. Uh, good times. Yeah, you can you can watch the extended coaches film on that yeah. and uh, let me know how it went. how not to play offence. Um, okay, we're on to the two three and two teams: Ravens at Titans. Um, if you were lucky enough to listen to my podcast last week, uh, I got it spawn about about the Ravens. Did the you? Fact, yes, definitely got yeah, it spawned. Definitely, you? Are you sure? this, yes. Are you sure? I picked them to lose Cleveland, and my thinking was, which I said in the podcast, which no one will ever hear, they had a big win in Pittsburgh the week before. All right, Pittsburgh struggling, but that that's like a rivalry game, and they had a big win in Pittsburgh. And true to form, they follow up a good win with a letdown. And it's just, they're consistent at being... Inconsistent. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe that's the the Cleveland Browns in them, because the they were the Browns, the Browns moved to Baltimore. Don't know if that's what it is. Um, the Titans also had a letdown last week, lost 13-12 in Buffalo to a last-second field goal. Had a feeling that would be a little bit of a struggle for them, but I did, I did pick the Titans to win. Um, and then, yeah... You worry about Mariota and that hand injury. You look at his numbers. 
676 yards on the season, two TDs and four INTs. And we were talking about crap offence a minute ago. I mean, that's just not... You wonder about that hand, the fact that he can't grip the ball... Uh, on the flip side, Joe Flacco quietly quietly getting it done. 1,550 yards, 8 TDs and 3 INTs. Now, if those numbers were switched, you wouldn't be surprised and Flacco would be getting all kinds yeah, of grief. Like, They'd be like, you've got to bench him for, for Lamar Jackson. But Flacco's quietly getting on with it. Uh, no run game from either team. Uh, Titans are really struggling on offence. 28th in points scored. I think the, what you... What you say about Flacco, it's interesting that if you apply a little bit of pressure from a rookie who's going to be hungry, who if you don't get it done, they're going to start calling for his name. It, some players respond to that, and some and some players need that. They get a bit complacent maybe, and they get they 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 stop pushing themselves. And you know, drafting the way the Ravens did, suddenly suddenly we've got uh, Joe Flacco that. Is, is doing the business and and that's much better for everyone to watch um, I think we're going to have um, a game here where we're going to see Flacco carry on doing what he's been doing what was it 298 yards last week um, and probably more of Mariota at 129 yards so I think that's pretty much going to say it all because you know, when you've got a quarterback like Mariota who's struggling to get to pass the ball at the moment, and then the the best yardage they're getting on the ground is fifty six yards with uh, Henry. It's yeah, he's, it's not he's, he's he's another one in in the, the David Johnson category of just hasn't got going. Yeah, and but which is but great. I've got both them running backs in my fantasy team. Excellent, good time. Well, yeah. I'm playing you this week, so put them both in. Yeah, and let's hope they have terrible weeks. Um, but I think they are. They need to get something going, and maybe there's something more. Um, the Marriott injury isn't ideal, but maybe there's something deeper going on in that offense that isn't working. That is that is causing bigger problems. Maybe whether it's the scheme or the offensive line, but they something has got to change. Otherwise, this is going to be a very depressing team to watch every week, and and they're going to they're. They're going to get. They scored a lot. They only scored what twelve last week. The week before they played Jags, they scored nine. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's, it's painful. I mean, there's only there's not many games you're going to win if you're scoring less than fifteen points. You know, you're you're looking for very specific opposition <laughs> that you're maybe against the uh, the Cowboys, maybe. But you're other than that, I think. You know, for that and, and the fact that I think the Ravens seem to be um, building nicely on it, on what was, um, you know, people are a little bit more worried about the Ravens, I think, this year um, coming into the season. And they've, and they've settled a lot of nerves, I think, and Flacco playing well certainly helps with that. Uh, yeah, I like I say, I picked them to lose last week to Cleveland, but obviously I think perhaps it's a game they could have won. Um, but I think this is a perfect game for the Ravens, to be honest. Um, on the road, tough, old old school football, if you like. Uh, it's kind of what the Ravens have been built for. Um, I think their defence could have a big day. Um, Taylor Lewan could be out on that offensive line. For Tennessee, uh, I'm picking the Ravens here. Ravens too. Okay. Um... We are on to a good one here. It's uh, the 5-0 and Chiefs at the 3-2 and Patriots. Uh, I think the key here is that Belichick's had 11 days to prepare for this Kansas City offense. Uh, Chiefs won 42-27 in Foxborough in 2017, opening day, or the, uh, the Thursday night as, as it was. Um, Kansas City averaging 35 points a game, uh, but here's a stat for you. They are 59-9 and nine in the first quarter of games. It's probably why they're 5-0. They're just jumping out um, into big leads, and that, that might be a reason their defense is, stat-wise, it doesn't look very good. I don't think it's great, but then teams just need to throw the ball just to keep up. Uh, so giving up a lot of yards. Um, Surprising thing for the Patriots is Brady six interceptions already, 
and um, their leading receiver is Gronkowski. Uh, although Josh Gordon made an appearance last week, scored a touchdown, so you expect him to be more involved. Um, but I think the key matchup is the speed on this Chiefs offense against the Pats linebackers, um, which don't have any speed whatsoever. Uh, Hill on Hunt against them, but that's what Belichick will be scheming against yeah. for the last 11 days. He knows exactly what he needs to worry about and he will have been making a plan for 11 days to to nullify that. Um, that said, I mean, I think the you know, Brady is not looking like um, the Brady we've all known. It could be the worst. Um, it could be the worst offence. I don't remember them having an offence this I say bad, I don't think it's horrible, but it's they've had much better offences. Yeah, I mean, the, the Patriots are um, a, a very good at coming out of the at starting the season, not like a rocket, but, but not necessarily playing their best football, but still having a winning record and then going on for the second half of the season and not losing the game. And I think, you know, when it... They're still in a position where they could go fourteen and two because they might just not lose again. But you know, they might it might suddenly click for them. They just they figure out how they're going to win games for the year. They're going to win that division, I think. Anyway, so they're going to be in the playoffs again. Yeah. And then if it comes if it comes around, they probably won't have home field advantage. Um, but do you want to play in New England in the playoffs? Probably, maybe not. No. I think there's going to be. And there comes a point where just slotting in replacement players to your to to your to your scheme, which Belichick's probably well, has definitely done better than any other um, head coach. They, they, but there comes a point where you run out of sort of players that haven't quite done it somewhere else, and then suddenly become massive playmakers for the Patriots. There, there comes a point where you. Everyone else catches up in, in recognizing talent, doesn't let it go quite so easily. Or you just you have a year where the guys you picked up don't quite do what you need them to do, and and maybe this is that year for the for the Patriots. I mean, they're going to get they will still be in the playoffs, almost whatever whatever happens, because they can't be that bad. But they're not going to be. They're certainly not shaping up to be the force that they were last year or have been for the last seven or eight. Um, do they beat the Chiefs, though? Not for me. Um, I th- I'm going to pick the Chiefs, but again, I, I think it's why they, I wouldn't be surprised if no. if the Patriots sneak, like sneaked it. If, oh. if they kind of shut down the Chiefs enough to just, to just sneak it, because still unsure about that Chiefs defence. On paper, it doesn't look very good at all. Um, so it'll be a test for them. Um, the emergence of Sony Michelle, who's brilliant at Georgia. He's had a slow start, but last couple of weeks has been a lot better. Um, injuries, Justin Houston. Uh, looks like he might be out. Uh, there are 712 Patriots on the injury report, as always. I can't believe Belichick's still pulling his crap. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm picking. I'm picking the Chiefs, though. Yeah, and, I, I and just the just the speed and. Uh, and I think we want to see the Chiefs win. Then they're the more interesting team to watch at the moment. They're more exciting team to watch, and I don't really want to see the Patriots find a way to grind out a, a win against the team that everyone's really enjoying at the moment. Should we, um, should we add Patriots fans to the list of people we've alienated from yeah. this podcast? Oh, yeah, I did say in earlier podcasts that I wouldn't, I would find it difficult to go against the Patriots just because no matter what happens and whatever situation they seem to be in, they seem to find a way of winning. But I kind of think the Chiefs might just have too much this week. Yeah, Chiefs for me. Uh, last game of the week in depth we've got three more just we're going to pick but it's the Monday night game which they obviously thought would be a lot better <laughs> than it looks uh, when they picked it uh, 1-4 49ers obviously Garoppolo gone 2-2 two 2-2-1 two, two, two god that third number is just annoying uh, Packers Aaron Rodgers with that knee injury can't 
can't move around, but still look at his numbers. Um, 1,572 yards, 10 TDs. Like he might probably have a few more TDs at, at this stage if he didn't have the knee thing. Uh, four INTs, uh, but 100.1 quarterback rating. Um, Rodgers is still getting it done, even though he can't really move around. Uh, on the flip side, Bethard is in for the 49ers. Four TDs, four INTs, which is probably numbers you expect. Um, they can run the ball. We found a team that can run the ball. Um, Matt Brader's fifth in rush yards uh, in the NFL, although he is day-to-day on the injury report. Uh, tight end George Kittle is their leading receiver um, with 399 yards. They run a lot of two tight end sets. Um, their tight ends do a lot of stuff. Um, that could be a key matchup. Pat don't like Packers defense much. No, and I think the um, I mean Bethard was a welcome surprise is probably the wrong word because that would not do him that would not be fair to him. But um, you kind of worried about what would happen post injury to Garoppolo. So I think. 349 yards and two touchdowns, although, as you mentioned, he had two interceptions. He did rush for one touchdown as well, so he's he's kind of holding he's up good, his part of the bargain. He's a, good, he's a good backup. Yeah, um, and he's but he's doing his job. If You can't expect much more from, from a backup quarterback than that. You know, not many people had Garoppolo sitting behind Brady. You know, that's a freak situation. The, you know, he's... You know, I'd, as a as a Falcons fan, I'd rather have him as a backup than Yates. Matt Sharp. Matt Sharp. Yeah, yeah. Matt, uh, Matt Pickett. Yates was about Sharp. three years ago. Yeah. Um, no, oh, yeah, Sharp just doesn't really do anything. And the second, if he ever has to come in, that's the end of the game, effectively. So, yeah. and probably the end he, of the season. He, so, um, he holds a clipboard better than anyone. <laughs> so, I think there is um, the 49ers won't be as bad as people feared they might be. However, um, they're still not. They're not going to set the world alight. They, you know, a lot of that rejuvenated energy and excitement was around a difference-making quarterback. Um, but still, they weren't. They that, weren't. That. They only won one game. Uh, they weren't great with him. I think it was going to take time. But I wasn't on the hype train. Uh, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. They would have probably been, or at least, yeah, been in more games. Um, yeah. But and that's where we're going to end up. And I mean, the, you, Rogers, four forty-two last week with three touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, and that's with, that's with one leg. So he's he's getting the job done. And against a team that is you know lost last week uh, to the Cards, I find it difficult to see how they're going to suddenly, even with Shanahan. And his genius mind, with the exception of one quarter of, of his uh, yeah, career. Well, Other well, than that, his ball. genius, he I can't see how he's going to overcome, no. overcome the Packers. So especially, the Packers. especially on the road. Um, they might get Randall Cobb back this week as well, Green Bay, but I think that's um, uh, not going to be decided yet. But he... They're talking about he might be back. He was close last week, so they might get another weapon for Rodgers there. So, yeah, Packers for me. Um, got three games left that we're just going to pick. Um, starting with the Thursday night game, because it is Thursday night. Um, it's the two and three Eagles at the one and four Giants. Uh, I'm picking the Eagles, but they're only a one-point favourite. Uh, and they haven't been that impressive. Giants, good week last week, although they lost, but a good week for them. They, Yeah, and I think that I'm, this is where our difference in our pick score happened, because I'm going with the Giants. Um, <laughs> you're you're, yeah, you're waiting for another miracle in the Meadowlands. I, um, yeah, I don't know where, whether they are, but they they certainly seem to have a bit more going on now. And the Eagles just seem to be a team at the moment where they'll win one week and lose the next, and they're just not getting any consistency going. So I'm picking them to lose this week. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles, but probably even though the Giants were one and four, I wouldn't be shocked if they won. Um, the two and three Bills at the two and three Texans. Uh, who cares? Uh, I'm picking the Texans because they're at home. Yeah, I'm going Texans as well. 
Um, yeah, there's uh, not a lot to say, but it's... Uh, um, second Who Cares Bowl of the Week. Uh, who Cares apart from Darren. One and four Colts at the two and three Jets. Uh, 11 Colts players did not practice, including T.Y. Hilton. Uh, seven Jets did not practice, so maybe there won't be a game at all, because apparently there isn't anyone, <laughs> uh, including Crow, who has five touchdowns on the season. Uh, we're going to pick the Jets, again, just because they're at home. And the Colts look terrible. Yeah, I mean, I've been happy to see Luck... Um, Passing the ball well and he's scoring touchdowns, but at the same time, um, they're not getting the games over the line one way or another. You know, that's why their record is what it is. So I'm going with the Jets because they're one of these teams that seems to be brilliant one week and shit the next. So they were brilliant last week. I'm yeah, going to go so against the trend. I um, can't. I I can't pick a Jets game to save my life. That's a guaranteed win for the Colts. The only people that are winning with the Jets are the bookies at the moment. So I'm with the Jets. Those boys in Vegas. Uh, Speaking of which, on to our new feature, uh, which is the NFL Pick of the Week against the the spread. Uh, If you lose your money... uh, Send Dave an email. Don't come knocking. Um... I like the Steelers at plus two. That line has moved. I think it was plus three, but it's plus two. But since I picked the Steelers to win, I'm, I'm taking that. Uh, I'm going with the Cardinals at plus ten. Ooh, controversial. Mm. I was um, going to suggest we double up, but I, um, I don't think I will. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a bit closer than that. So. Uh, um, interestingly, uh, the Chiefs are plus three in New England. So... Mm. Uh, Patriots are three point favourite at home against a f- team that's 5 and 0, which I just thought was interesting. Might be worth um, a pound. So, yeah, pound or any other. Better pound, get two back. Yeah. Can't lose. <laughs> uh, so I might double up Steelers and Chiefs. But good luck. Enjoy week six. Um, enjoy the baseball playoffs if you're a Red Sox fan, not if you're a Yankees fan. And. Uh, We'll catch you next time. See you later. Bye.